An effective online presence is a critical part of your shop's growth and profitability, which is why it only makes sense to use the company that many top performing repair shops use, Leads Near Me. Leads Near Me blows up your phones with a strategic combination of killer websites, high converting Google ads, traffic driving social media posts, and more. Reach them by text or call 888-953-2379 or visit them online at leadsnearme.com. Leads Near Me, effortlessly increase car count. Conversations that are inspiring and educational for leaders in the automotive industry. This is Near Me Radio. Now, here's your host, Ryan Burton. Welcome to Near Me Radio, a podcast for automotive professionals. I'm your host, Ryan Burton. Today, we have a great guest, Stephen Faithful, a visionary and co-founder of AutoOps, a company with a passion for modernizing auto shop scheduling. Steven's expertise is reshaping the industry. Join us as we uncover his journey, AutoOps success, and exciting plans for the future. Let's dive into the world of automotive innovation and leadership with Stephen Faithful. Stephen, how you doing today? I am doing good. Thanks for for having me on. I had to to get the uh, the best setup so far for to be on Leeds Near Me Radio. So yeah, no, very excited and thanks for having me on. Nice. You did all the soundproofing and microphones just for us, Stephen. Is that what you're saying? I actually built it myself, entire entire studio. No, I'm actually at a great co-working space that has a a podcasting facility. Wow, that's pretty sharp, man. That's pretty smart stuff. I I remember back in the day when I founded Leeds Near Me, I used to work out of a co-working space myself. That's where we got kind of our beginnings. So very cool. And they have a podcasting studio. Is it one of these big sort of uh, big brand networking places or, or, or co-working places, or is it more of a unique spot? Yeah, it's a, it's a great spot, the factory in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but it's a lot of people who just kind of more marketing heavy people who were tired of working from home. It got especially popular during covid and uh, yeah, there's kind of, it's like a coffee space vibe in some areas and then there's quiet podcasting studios and then there's meditation rooms, there's places to yoga, there's a bar. So um, for anyone who, yeah, doesn't want to, it's kind of nice because you, you don't have to be around coworkers who care about what you're doing, but you still get the, the interaction of people. And this is in Pennsylvania? Lancaster, <laughs> Pennsylvania. I've, uh, I've been telling people recently that we have uh, Amish web developers and i guess people aren't too familiar with the amish but yes we're in lancaster pennsylvania no amish web developer sadly um but yeah it's we actually have all of our team here i think we're one of the the last companies in the world that has everyone in the same city the new silicon valley is in pennsylvania um it you know it's what's funny is is i think you know we might have like pennsylvania's got to be a top five states for number of shops like it seems like there's a lot of shops in Pennsylvania. So, hey, great place to have founded this uh, new technology company. Let's get into it. Let's talk auto ops. So it's online scheduling and only online scheduling. You guys are really in a space. So let's talk. Let's just tell the story. Talk the origins if people haven't met you or don't know you, although you are just, 
all over social media saying hi to people and buddying up with everybody. Everybody's like, who is this new friend I have, Stephen? Who is this guy anyway, right? I'm like, everybody's friends with Stephen now. He's all over the place. But let's talk about auto ops, talk about the scheduling tool, talk about you. Just just kind of give us the story in the background, my friend. Totally, yeah. I uh, And yeah, there's lots of people who will be like, who's this person I have with 400 mutual friends that I've never met? It's probably me or a couple other people in the space. But yeah, going back, so I'm, I'm definitely on the younger side, 25 years old, graduated from college. I actually went out to California for school, University of California, Santa Cruz. I graduated, headed up to Silicon Valley, 40 minutes north, and I was going to go into the world of recruiting or sales. The first, I took an offer to be a recruiter. I was so excited two weeks before the start date, I was like, I can't do this. It feels like selling out. I, I need to try to do my own thing. So luckily, as a brother, I have one of the best developers in the country as a brother. And at that time, I was very into rock climbing. Rock climbing is the, if I'm not doing something auto shop related, it's still mostly rock climbing. And I contacted my brother and I said, let's make a community development platform for rock climbing gyms. When you go in a rock climbing gym as you know, if you walked in a rock climbing gym today, you'd see people hanging all over the walls. No one knows what's going on. And to actually get engaged in the experience, you need a friend. You need to build a friend. So we built an app called Climb Time that was focused on finding partners uh, at climbing gyms. You could join clubs. You could see other events. And obviously, there's not nearly as many. I think there's 700 uh, climbing gyms compared to, what, the 280,000 independent auto shops. So after a while, that that slowed down. But I, I really enjoyed that experience. It's what... It's great experience walking into a small business and saying, what is the issue that you need help with that you're solving with really outdated software at the moment? Um, and that's what I did for climbing gyms all over the country. Near the end, I, uh, I got in a minivan and I think toured 28 climbing gyms over 10 days, slept in the back of the minivan. So just going gym to gym being like, what, what do you need built? What, what could be better? And uh, that's kind of developed the framework for vertical service-based SaaS and uh, when that started to slow down, moved back to Lancaster, Pennsylvania with my brother. And there was a team doing online scheduling in the home services space that my father was working at. That company completely revolutionized that industry. And uh, I went to their team. It was the biggest company in Lancaster at the time. They had a huge exit. And I said, what do you guys do? <laughs> how, how are you making so much money in Lancaster, Pennsylvania? And they basically took, yeah, boring contact forms and switched them over to modern, integrated, intelligent scheduling tools. And that time for home services, HVAC, heating, plumbing. And I saw an opportunity with auto shops, even just starting in Lancaster. Yeah, and you, um, you brought up something I was going to mention. Your dad, whose name's, name is Steve, right? Which makes it confusing because we've got yes. Steve and, and, CEO and Steve. He's the CEO of the company, right? So... Um, so we got Steve and Steven, which and I, I do, yeah, I do recommend if you're going to plan to do business with your son ever, do not, don't make him a junior, different, different name. It's too confusing on meetings. And by the way, true story. Uh, my son's name is Lennon, like John Lennon, Lennon Burton. And, uh, I thought about calling him Ryan. And my wife, her name is Kathy, and her mom's name is Kathy. And she was like, do not do it. Don't. We cannot. We can't do this. This is the worst decision. So anyway, uh, we're advising people now on how to name your kids, you and me. This is uh, this show has really gone off the tracks now today, Stephen. But anyway, um, so yeah, it, so your dad, uh, and, and you're kind of mentioning him in this. So your dad's kind of a big deal, right? So Steve Faithful, right? 
Uh, he Correct. was, I don't know, his involvement, was he the founder or, you know, co-founder of uh, Service Engine, or what was it called again? The the contact form that, uh, what, Schedule Engine, that's it, Schedule Engine, there we go. I'm going from memory here. <laughs> yeah, so it, so this is yeah, tremendous background, right? Like, this is a big deal. This is a, was, and I think it's still yeah. out there today, maybe owned by Service Titan. So your dad had this, had this background. And then you got into software and did this and, and said, hey, dad, I'm thinking of doing this thing. Kind of helpful to have him kicking around. Very helpful to have him kicking around. So yeah, he was the the head of product over at uh, that previous company. But also we brought one of their original engineers. And I think on the engineering side, um, it helped lead the framework even better. On the product side, there's obviously a ton of differences in the automotive world. It's, you know, it's an entire restart. But on the engineering side of just understanding how to get uh, intelligence and information from the shop management softwares, in that space, it was field management systems. Um, but that has helped us a ton. So our CTO, Dan Dombrowski, um, he also brings a lot of experience from that previous venture. Nice. So the scheduler. So we're having some success. We're getting on websites. I know there's some leads near me clients using the product. And, um, you know, so obviously, you know, we have a scheduler on our websites and, um, Steven's out there saying, Hey, you need a better one. Right. So let's, you know, I'm like, Hey dude, but, um, but there's also some philosophies in scheduling, right? I mean, you, I think you're probably encountering this a little bit that, and it's not a fear of technology because I think, you know, shop owners, um, I think they've been embracing you. They, they really are, are interested in technology and evolving. I mean, they're, they're really not afraid. They're a neat, a neat breed of people as they're learning this. But there's a bit of a philosophy with scheduling where, you know, some shop owners, one of our more successful shop owners is not a big advocate of this. He likes to get the phone calls. He wants to communicate with people. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's maybe dispense some of the concerns with, um, you know, with online scheduling, how it can be beneficial, how it can work with that uh, communication approach. I think you know what I'm saying here. Talk to me a bit about this. Yeah, definitely. And, and really to start on kind of the, the high end, the general philosophy is I think one of the misconceptions is that we want to get this to the point that the whole reason for auto ops is people don't like talking to people, that they never want to call over the phone. They don't even want to say hi to you at their shop. That is personally not what auto ops about. Really, our goal is getting a customer into the shop to shake the service advisor's hand. We really want to focus on getting people in the shop. This isn't something where we're trying to completely remove the human element out of, you know, upselling services. We don't want this to be, I know there are some shops where it's like, hey, drop the key, schedule online, payment, text to pay. I never see my customer. That's not personally what we're trying to advocate. So I think that's one of the, the big rumors is that, it's just, hey, they, they schedule and then they show up at my shop and I never talk to them. So our goal is still getting in the same way that there's a lot of marketing companies' goals is getting people actually in the shop to shake your hand. You still need to have a fantastic service advisor, a fantastic team, provide fantastic scheduling. But in terms of engaging people where they're at, that's what we really want to focus on. And I think what we're trying to say is there's more people who used to, and this is proven out in every other industry, that want to start that engagement online versus a phone call or just driving by your shop and showing up. So you're not doing a CRM, um, and, and maybe you can tell me about the plans for the company. I don't know if there's a plan to do a CRM or what the long-term 
Not trajectory is here, but right now it's only a scheduler and not that that's not enough, but I mean, that's what you're doing. You're doing a scheduler. And I think this is interesting. Um, so you've got the scheduler and, and that's it. Are there plans to evolve into other parts of communication uh, with shops digitally? Yeah. And kind of to go back, there's a lot of people who they're like, wait, how can you build a company? Which I'm still figuring out how you can build a company just based around online scheduling. But the original thought was there's clearly good marketing companies who are building websites, who are doing advertisements. Obviously, Leads Near Me is, is one of the top companies doing this. Um, so we didn't feel a need to fill the void in that space. You guys are doing a fantastic job. It's not what our expertise was in. We didn't want to get into that space. There's also CRMs on the other side. Um, which are working with current customers, retaining them, sending them follow message. But we really saw that area in the middle, that conversion point from, okay, we have a great amount of leads and we have people seeing the shop. And of course, some of those people are converting. They're converting well for the phone. They're filling out contact forms. So they're still converting. But could we make a way better conversion point that helped the shop save a bunch of time, gave a customers a fantastic experience, and really worked with the marketing companies to convert better on that spend. Um, and then, so yeah, currently we don't get into um, the CRM side, which is, okay, you have a current customers, can you text them a month later, review management, um, kind of all that follow-up stuff that focuses on retention. I, I will say if we were going to head in one direction, it would definitely be toward the engaging with customers, you know, later in the process or slightly earlier on in the process. So for example, is that on the earlier side, that could be, um, you know, sending out preventive maintenance text saying, hey, do you want to schedule your appointment? But that's still CRM activity. So we would definitely be heading closer to the CRM side. But a, a big thing of ours and something that I scream at our team every day is we really want to stay in our lane and do fantastic online scheduling. We understood based on our team, based on our funding that if Obviously, it's the goal to have everything in one place. That Would that be the dream? Sure. But it's really hard as a company to say, I'm going to ace 12 different areas. We'd rather say, we are going to ace one area, build trust with those customers because we actually have a fantastic product. And then if we want to expand into the next small concentric circle and really ace that area, then we'll do so. Um, but yeah, really the, the thought of when we expand is, can we engage with customers to lead to scheduling um, in more ways? And and I like this. I mean, the specialization is is very valuable. And I didn't always believe that. I used to think it was kind of like a gimmick or something. Like, you know, you say you do this, you say you're that, and you're just you're just trying to kind of trick people out of their money. But specialization uh, is very valuable. And leads near me, with the company that I'm the founder and owner of, right? Um, is uh, you know we, we're very good at at you know loading up the top part of the funnel, you know, through Google and through digital marketing. You know, people have asked, you're going to get into direct mail, do these other things. And I owned a direct mail company years ago. I mean, I could do this, and but but haven't because that specialization focus is critical. You know, you start looking at two things, you've got to do two things 100%, but it really is you're doing two things 50-50. So even the scheduler aspect of it, you know, we have a scheduler on the website and, you know, the websites we put on, which you pick on on a regular basis. Thank you, Stephen, for picking on our scheduler. <laughs> you know, we won't date, but we work it's with a lot not of these bad. We love them all. It's pretty good. Anyway, we have these schedulers that do what they do. Now, we could, with our developers, sit around and build a scheduler, but that takes us away from our other tasks. So I like the specialization. I, you know, and I like the idea of people using outside schedulers. Now we have other relationships, typically with CRM companies that have schedulers. 
which I'm totally, totally. fine with. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys are doing two-way syncs with stuff, and they all have great APIs into the software, and I think that's amazing. Um, so, and and I I'm an advocate of yours. You know, if a leads near me client wants to work with Stephen and his team, I'm. I'm with you. Go for it. I mean, if this is the right decision. Yeah. So that comes down to the next point. So why is this the right decision? Why is the the scheduler on the CRM not enough or the, you know, these other tools? Why do I need to get a scheduler all to itself? I think maybe it's partly because you're putting all this time and attention to this and and somehow it's really badass. But maybe you can explain that because there's a lot of people out there using CRMs. I would certainly say if they don't have a scheduler like yours and they're using ours, I would love for people to look at CRMs and talk with Stephen and and see how this can be a value. But uh, tell me if I have a scheduler through a CRM, why this might be a better option. Totally, yeah. And the concept, we we are definitely not introducing the, cus- the, the concept of a customer reaching out to you digitally. Website companies have had their own scheduling forms. Some even have very basic integrations with the shop management softwares. Um, and then on the CRM ties, almost every CRM has a, has a scheduling tool. And those, really what we've seen is that they're great CRM platforms. Once again, that could be Mechanic Advisor, My Shop Manager, Shop Genie, Protractor, the SMS is a scheduling form, Kukui has a scheduling form. That every, all these people have scheduling tools and we've saw multiple ways um, which those could be bettered. A couple of those that we focus on is collecting better information from the customers. That the goal is if I call into a, your service advisor and I say, hey, I need a break job, they're going to ask me a certain set of questions. Can we do that online? Instead of just saying breaks, can we dial in more to actually understand the specific service that you need so when the customer shows up that you'll be able to have a better understanding of their service? Kind of even thinking down the road is could we get into better ordering parts ahead of time um, if we can really dial in that schedule? So that's something we think. When it comes to the integration, yeah, previously and most all other um, scheduling tool, it's a one-way integration which doesn't push full and complete information into the shop management software. Um, when you're scheduling with auto ops, it should look exactly like how a service advisor, if they pick the phone and talk to a customer for 10 minutes, auto ops should schedule an appointment that looks identical. Um, so for example, in TechMetric, customer record, vehicle record, whether it's drop off or waiter, all the notes about their service in the customer notes, even getting into specific details like we can change the color of the appointment based on if we see break in the service, have it be this color. If it's a drop-off appointment, have it be this color. Um, so just really having a, a perfect appointment go into your shop management software. Obviously, it'll have a little note that's auto ops. Um, and then a big part of what we do, and this is kind of going back to dispelling some of the rumors, is that the reason why online scheduling is starting to, and why auto ops is starting to gain traction, why some other schedulers are starting to gain traction is that there was this misconception that there was no possible way that you could understand a schedule well enough that you could have the scheduling intelligence needed to feel comfortable for a customer to, if they see a time, pick it without the shop needing to confirm it. That, that was the biggest thing. Schedule, really before auto ops, everyone, it was just a request where we said, can we take, and once again, our experience from the home services and scheduling, we also, I, I, I think you've talked to him. I don't know if you talked to my brother. My brother, head of development, Nicholas Faithful, used to work at a company that did online scheduling for high-end restaurant reservations. So taking all that knowledge of how people schedule, the scheduling constraints, constraints needed here, obviously there's a lot of automotive constraints when it comes to drop-off or waiter appointments or how many oil chains I want to take a day. The misconception was that you couldn't do it. And we're trying to say that you can, that there is ways that you can, with all of our schedule settings on the back end, and that's another differentiator of auto ops is the level of intelligence we have, A, when looking at the calendar and the shop management software down to 
you know, how many appointments are all booked at 8 a.m., how many per day, how many oil changes per day can, with that level of intelligence, can you feel comfortable letting a customer actually book a lifetime? And what we found out is, yes, you can do that. And that's the big thing in that something you can't always see on the front end when looking at a scheduling tool, it might show you time slots, but what you don't know is that when someone books that time slot, the shop has to give them a call back because it didn't actually fit on their schedule. Interesting. And I want to talk about this topic for a second. And by the way, you told you told us at the beginning of this thing, you're 25, right? You said I'm 25, right? So, and I know at 25, I remember, you know, five years ago when I was 25, you're not laughing or anything. You believe there's a chance yeah, I'm 30. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, I like this guy. I like this guy. He thinks I could be 30. That's awesome. Anyway, but 25, the challenge of 25, as Taylor Swift would sing in her songs, you know, does you don't get respect, man. I'm not getting the props. I mean, I think it's 22 that she says, you know, nobody gives you respect when you're tw- something like I. Anyway, did I just quote Taylor Swift? Yeah, anyway. you're correct. You're correct. You're, anyway, you're a. You're a Swifty, that that counts. I, I, I am. She's amazing. She's really is terrific. She's a great business person too. Anyway, but the point is, is, uh, is you are, you know, you know, getting the credibility. You're starting out. You have the software. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna just for a second lean on Steve for a second, right, Dad? I mean, look, sure. the things you're lean talking. On the gray hair. I, I'm gonna lay on the gray hair, but, but he has done a lot of this stuff, and he's, uh, he, you got a ringer in there. You know, you have some help, absolutely. So, because I want to talk about this topic, I'm I, again, I'm gonna lean towards the dad because look, I, at 25, I might be like, maybe you don't. You know, maybe that you're not aware of all these things or something. And I know that's awful. There's 25 year olds out there turning this off saying Ryan is a lousy guy. But, but here's the thing is, is because that's the point is this scheduling aspect. You know, shops have told us over the years. And part of the reason I don't think we've gotten too deeply into the scheduler is because, you know, they've really convinced us that it's virtually impossible to schedule online and nail that time where somebody, because if I show up and I think my appointment's at two, I'm showing up thinking my appointment's at two and I expect it to be done then and I've got all these beliefs. So you're effectively upsetting somebody before you even get a chance to say hello or really, you know, very quickly thereafter because you're you're the expectations aspect of it. So you tapped into this a little bit. I want to believe that there is technology that can assess workloads and do all these things and nail it. Is this what AutoOps is doing? Are you really doing something that other people aren't doing with the scheduler? Because I don't know that the other guys are doing a better, uh, you know, what I just explained. I don't know that I've talked to them because we don't necessarily talk at length about their scheduler when we talk, right? We're talking about other aspects of the CRM. So we're talking about this very vital piece of scheduling. Are you saying that somewhere in your infrastructure, and I need you to explain this, how this is working, because you know what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This is that pain point. This is that moment. How are you accomplishing it? And are you accomplishing that? Sure, yeah. So the answer is, yes, we're currently accomplishing it. But being a company that only focuses on online scheduling, we're currently building out there. You can make schedule settings till the end of time. So I'll give you a quick breakdown of the way we currently do it. So we have the service that the customer selects. The shop owner is able to select two things about it, whether it's drop off or waiting, and they're able to select a duration for that service. At that point, we then go look at your shop management software calendar. We're actually looking for spots where a service of that duration within constraints for whether it's a drop-off or waiter or what service it is, we're looking for holes where you could fill an appointment in. At that point, we then take auto ops schedule settings and put it over top of that. For example, it's 1242 right now. You may have an opening at your shop at 1 p.m., but then schedule settings in auto ops would say, okay, well, the soonest I want a customer to be able to book is three hours out if they're a drop-off only. If they're a waiter, 
um, I want them to have to wait till five hours out. And if they're a new customer, which once again, we have great new customer recognition, I want new customers to be able to schedule as soon as possible. I want them to be able to take that 1 p.m. slot because um, they're a new customer and I want to get them in my shop as quick as possible. So, you know, uh, three appointments per time slot um, and only 10 per day actually looking at the total account in the shop management software. A great example of what most other scheduling tools are doing is they're saying, hey, 10 maximum appointments booked online per day. That's about as tight a control as they can get, where AutoOps is saying, no, we actually look in the shop management software at the entire day, whether that's booked through AutoOps or that's booked manually. We're looking at the entire day. We're looking at individual time slots. We're looking at whether it's drop-off or waiting. Um, for example, in TechMetric, you're able to read the, the flags on drop-off appointments versus waiter appointments so we can calculate availability based on those two things. So I know I went a little bit into some of the weeds on that, but that's kind of where we're thinking. Um, something, a great example of something we don't do that we're currently working on is really getting into exact availability on specific services by technician. So for example, hey, I have three technicians at my shop. Only one of those guys is really able to do deep engine diagnostics. The other two focus on oil changes and inspections. Um, we're diving into the nitty gritty on that of being able to explain, hey, here's what my technician's capacity are, um, and then tie this into actually availability at my shop. The dream one day, and once again, being a company that, you know, we're not building websites on the side, we're not doing Google ads on the side, we're not doing review management. These are things we get to dive into. And the hope is that we can kind of run your calendar for you. Is the, the One of the goal of AutoOps is to be not the only service advisor at your shop, not the, the maybe not even the best service advisor at your shop, but we want to be a service advisor at your shop. Don't go out and hire that that next service advisor. Just get AutoOps to, to help you schedule the for the customers who want to schedule them on. So let's talk a little bit more about the scheduling. And, and and by the way, you talked about being in the weeds. I want to live in the weeds in this thing. I mean, I think this is where the rubber meets the road here because again, totally. the you know, you're looking at your competition, right? You know, the other schedulers, because you okay. enter the market, you're a for-profit commerce business asking people to trade money for your services, right? So you have to give a value proposition or they're going to say, uh, Stephen, uh, you're a nice guy and I'll buy you lunch, but no, we're not going to do business. So you've got to find value. So you have to be, you know, obviously beating the competition. So when you look at them, are any of them, because this this time thing is a big deal. This is the whole online proposition. The Ryan booking an appointment at my local shop using AutoOps and picking a time, okay? And by the way, I'm not a huge fan of humans, most of them, so I, I don't mind this online thing, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Good grief, we can't Ryan, get good service. you still service. want a service advisor to come shake your hand. I, I you know... Maybe. No, I get what I mean. But it's so many companies are so bad at service now, right? Sure. So it's almost like, you know, unlike the other guys, I almost kind of welcome a little bit of technology, you know, because I'm like, holy smokes, I'd rather do this. But anyway, not about me here. Let's focus on it. But I do this form. I go through it all. And I pick a time, I, I just had the interaction with this, I might feel good about it, but I'm showing up with a lot of expectations. Are you saying that inside of this, you're assessing skill levels and whether you are or aren't at this point, but is this where we're going with it? We're assessing skill levels of technicians. We're expressing, uh, looking at availabilities, amount of jobs, everything going on that day and finding a slot. And then you're able to honor that in all of what we're doing right now. That is happening with auto ops. 
that yeah once again about 90 percent of what you said getting into like the specific technicians that stuff we're currently building out right now um but i think the important part is that we also focus on creating a really live experience for the customer to set up this expectation of in the same way i book a, a seat at a restaurant when i book a table at a restaurant i'm showing up at 4 30 and i'm sitting down so we we do that really well and way better than anyone else in the industry so we have to more than anyone be able to back it up with live scheduling getting a little into how we engage the customer a big part of what we do is pulling the integration from the shop management software into the scheduling experience when a customer goes in types in their number the first thing we're doing is looking at your shop management software and saying hey have they been at your shop before if they have been at your shop, we show them a verification code to protect their data. But once they type that in, it pulls up their name and vehicle. And this is this is something that does not exist. And it's really what lets the customer know, okay, it's clearly connected to their system. This is a live experience. The complaints we got early on when our schedule settings were not as good as they are now is like, my customer was so tied to this appointment. They were like, no, I'm telling you, I booked an appointment. So because of the way that we engage customer, when you see your name pop up, when you see all your vehicles pop up, it's setting the expectation for a, a live a live booked appointment. Um, we also even back that up further now with our new, we're offering a new service now, which then pulls more intelligence from the shop management software by pulling the declined services and actually recommending them to the customer based on their vehicle in the scheduling experience. So that's another thing, even getting into the schedule settings, we now are looking at a second service that they just added on because you recommended it to them in the scheduling experience. How does that affect your calendar? So yeah, we're really excited about that that new feature that came out. Did you uh, did you see? I think we were we were blowing up Facebook a little bit with it. I've seen the posts. Yeah, I think you posted it in our group. Did you not? <laughs> yes. Am I right? I, I, I was about to, and oh. before we hopped on, so right okay. after this, I'll post yeah, which it is on. fine. Which is fine. I mean, I want. Uh, I, you know, we, we need to let people know, like our job, your and my job are really helping these shops improve their lives and, um, and, and accomplish great things. You know, we have different, uh, roles in that, but, uh, that's our job. So we need to communicate these messages and, uh, I'm a definite proponent If somebody's about helping shop owners. I am all about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to touch on one thing you said earlier, I think once again, my my father, CEO of AutoOps, helps a ton <laughs> in terms of adding credibility to what we do. But something else is that I've recognized not only I'm young, but I'm not an auto shop owner. I've never ran an auto shop. Do I like to be a, I call myself a Z-level technician. Do I like to be a Z-level <laughs> technician at my house with my car? Yes. But I think the way that I've made up for that, and I'm trying to make up for that, and I think maybe why AutoOps has, has succeeded a little quicker than some other of our Newark competitors is that I am on the phone with shop owners every single day. I knew from the beginning, th the first way we started this was walking into shout out to Miguel from Red Rose City Exhaust in Lancaster. He lives two blocks from me right now. And I went over his shop all the time, asking him questions, understanding how he schedules. Jason from Pro Automotive, I'm texting him every day. I'm calling him every day. Hey, we have this feature out. Can you confirm that I'm like thinking correct on this? So Steve helps a lot, but then also just actually talking to our customers every, you know, they're, they're almost on our product team. We should probably pay them more than we currently do. Um, so that's been a, a big, I think that's been a big benefit for me of saying, I'm not an auto shop owner. I need to talk to auto shop owners. Yeah. And, and I apologize. There's a, you know, if there's a feeling 
of a need to defend yourself or anything. <laughs> I, I, I think I was trying to frame that up in a way that, uh, you know, that you have this resource, right? I mean, it's, um, hey, I want to have a Steve. I mean, can he hang over at Leeds near me a little bit? I mean, I've got no problems with this. I mean, it's, it's a resource to have, but you certainly are out um, making this happen. And this interview is uh, a testament to your, uh, your concern for auto repair, your interest in it, and, and your knowledge. I mean, you're, so I apologize if there, you felt like you needed to. No, no, I was actually, I was saying I actually agree with you. Steve is a major benefit, but I'm saying for all of us, since we're, I think that's how we kind of, we, we care for shop owners is connecting with them often and getting their approval and all this. So no, I was agreeing with you that, that, that is, I trust me, I would not be here if it was not for some other, some people on my team. Um, but all of us, none of us are shop owners. So talking to shop owners is a, is a critical part for anyone in the industry. I mean, I've seen you do it all the time. You fly out to people all the time. You're putting in more effort than I am on that side. So, uh, yeah, I think you more than anyone understands you need to connect with the shop owners. Well, I appreciate that. And, um, there's many of us really out caring for these guys and, and working hard. And, and as I always say, if that's your mission, if you care about these guys and you want to do good work, then let's keep helping them out. Cause they've really done amazing things for my life and my family. So, um, very, so interesting. So I, I like, I mean, you know, I, I like that intelligence that we're able to set those appointments that way, because that, that has been a, a problem with it. So, Let's talk about clients you have now, right? We don't need to talk specifically. If you want to mention people, that's fine, however you want to do it. But let's talk about clients now. If you want to mention a Leeds Near Me client, as an example, that's fine that you're working with. Uh, let's look at that experience. I mean, what is the feedback you're getting with that scheduler where they're using it, they're booking appointments? And again, you've done all these uh, uh, case studies with local shops up there in Pennsylvania, but let, let's talk about some of them. What's the feedback you're getting? Uh, some modifications based on feedback, but really the success. I want to hear that, yes, this thing is working, that people go on there, they schedule, and, and tell me about that. Totally. Yeah. And especially with, with leads near me clients, we've been hearing great things. Kind of the things we focus on is, and you actually, you, you helped to prompt this Ryan through some of our conversations is, oh, still, there we go. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, the one thing that we focus on is collecting how many bookings did you get before you started using auto ops? Um, that was me. that information. I prompted that with you. I, we, in our conversation we had, you got you, that was a, ta a Ryan takeaway. The, just, I need, you know, provide, if I really feel comfortable saying, hey, I, I, I'm happy that leads near me clients are using this, I need to know that, A, they're getting more bookings, they're collecting better information before the customer comes in, the, their customers actually like scheduling with this tool, um, and it's doing great on the tracking, all of the analytics, the marketing, just, you just pushing me to say, hey, you need to actually prove that this is working well. Nice. Wow. So, I mean, is there any, any like little kickbacks or something? You got a little something? Coming my way. Yeah, it's it's coming. Your your Lamborghini's coming. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. But no. But so but, let's let's so, talk about the the case studies that you let's yeah and, and let's get to that. So I didn't mean to go on that tangent. I can be silly sometimes. So talk to me, Stephen. Let's talk about this. The what the feedback is we're getting now from the shops. Yeah, sure. So one thing we've collected over now once again two, three months, auto ops hasn't been around for a hundred years. Is that our average shop in the first month? I thought it was going to take more time. In the first month. 42% more bookings between, I think we did that with 50 or 60, somewhere between 50 and 60 shops so far. Um, so just that people are getting more bookings. I think seeing when you click on, it's just, hey, I just have to click one button to get started in the scheduling. And then all of a sudden you type your phone number and it pops up your name compared to a form where there's like 
50 fields in front of you. It doesn't, you're like, this is just gonna send an email. We've been able to get shops booking more. Um, in terms of the saving time compared to getting an email sent to you, looking at your shop manager software, calling the customer back, typing it all in, there's you, all, all clients have, that's been the number one piece of feedback is I just save more time at my shop. Um, and that, hey, with the level of schedule settings, I don't even have to confirm. Even for people who were using scheduling tools before that had somewhat of a flow to it, um, they say, well, now I don't have to copy and paste the information in or I don't have to confirm the appointment. So they have been saving more time. That's been a huge piece of feedback we got. Um, in terms of, yeah, we're very excited. Once again, we just launched this two days ago is recommending decline services, but every shop who knows it's coming has been like, uh, this is a game changer in terms of, catching the customer when they're actually engaging with your shop already, when they're in that purchasing mindset, the the excitement and the belief that it will increase average repair order values is shared far beyond myself. Um, so we're super excited on that side of things. Um, in terms of the follow-ups is that, hey, I don't have to like, I was before like manually having to send up follow-ups, confirmations, reminders. Um, it's very customizable on that end after a person books an appointment, auto autops, the confirmations and reminders they can get set in different intervals, different for drop-offs and waiters, fully customizable um, tech. So yeah, really the, the main feedback is, hey, I've got more bookings. It's helped me save time at my shops. I think it's, and once again, we're working with more and more marketing companies deeper on the like the, the marketing analytics side. We do a good job at passing on that information, but actually starting to analyze that data and understand um, where people are converting from to be able to pass that onto marketing teams like you guys. Like, hey, that oil change service is converting really well on this Google ad that was you know posted primarily in this zip code. So we're working on passing that data along better, but the, the overall feedback is, I feel like my marketing is converting better. <laughs> Um, in terms of, yeah, booked appointments and on actual value at the end, looking at repair orders. Nice. Um, so that's some of the feedback we've got so far and excited to, to collect more solid data, especially on some of that, the marketing attribution. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's pure data, right? I mean, so it's, it's extremely valuable. There's very little gray matter. I mean, it, it is or it isn't, you know, so lots of data yeah. available. So, so the point you're making is, though, with the scheduling, with people picking times, we're not getting any upset customers. For the most part, they're able to honor those appointments, and, and, uh, and that's been going well thus far? Yeah, honoring appointments and decreasing no-shows. Um, just that that more my customers, and I think that's not only, you know, reminders, and it's not something insanely new to the industry. I think it's, I would accredit that, and once again, collecting data for this will be difficult. Um, but when a customer sees their name pop up, when it doesn't feel like, when they have a feeling that this is a live booked appointment versus just an email that got sent, and if I bail, who cares? Um, we've, more customers are even just calling in and canceling. Even if they have to cancel, they're like calling and being like, hey, I'm so sorry. I know I booked that appointment, um, but I can't make it. So yeah, we have heard anecdotally that no shows have gone down um, a ton. Excellent. Well, um, what, we'll leave kind of on this. What maybe have we not touched on with auto ops that you'd want people to know? A question maybe I didn't ask or something we'd love to get out there and you might want to make that how to get a hold of you or things like that. Although we can get that information out there for sure. But, um, but just anything maybe that we may have missed or you'd love people to know about, uh, about your company, Steven. Yeah. I think one thing, a little bit of a misconception is that it's difficult to implement similar to maybe a shop management software, getting a new, uh, bigger or like implementing a new CRM system. Auto ops is two lines of code. I know Ryan, you've seen even, I think Ryan's, Ryan Sullivan was able to go live in two, three days. Um, so super simple to get 
live on your website. The integration, especially with Techmetric, Protractor, Shopware is one or two clicks, send me over an API key for Protractor. So um, super easy to get set up on your shop. And in terms of the integration with the shop management software is easy. But then remember your CRM just pulls information that we put into the shop management software. So we don't have to do any direct integration with the CRMs. We work smoothly with all CRMs. We love our, our CRM people that we partner with. Um, but uh, yeah, if you wanna wanna check it out, released declined services, recommending declined services to the customer yesterday. So um, we're excited to get more shops using that specifically. And yeah, autoops.com. I always, I'll say it again. I say it every single time when I'm on a podcast. And Ryan, my heaven idea is that I'm doing this all day long. Go to the website. My phone number is on there, 717-440-7702. Nice. Uh, and really quick, you brought something up that kind of evoked another question. Uh, other uh, SMSs were on with Protractor, Techmetric. Who's the third one? So a couple more than three. So oh. And we actually just released two. Um, Techmetric, Shopware, Protractor, ShopMonkey, Mitchell One, RO Writer, and Napa Tracks. Wow. With Shop Boss coming soon, hopefully, um, possibly Auto Leap. But yeah, those two would be to come. Okay. Well, very good. Well, that answers that. So there's people, because a lot of people listen to this entire podcast, like don't ever take a break. So they've made it to the end with us here today. <laughs> it's like, well, probably our moms, your mom and my mom have listened to this whole thing today. But anyway, so they know this, but but the shop management software is, I mentioned that often about my mom being really, you know, the listener. So I don't know if you want to say hi to my mom or my, anything. Yeah. Your mom too. My mom hears enough around the dinner table. She, she's not even listening. Your mom's not even, yeah, around the dinner table. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'll disclose this now. We're embarrassed of it sometimes. So I'm one of the co-founders. My brother is one of the co-founders. My father is one of the co-founders. We have a fourth co-founder who's not family related. We have three other employees who are not family related, but we also just hired my sister to, to lead the customer success. So now it truly is. I mean, there is, this is, I, I think it counts as a family business. That's amazing. Well, you, uh, software guys, uh, when I've talked to you different, you know, different guys here on the show, I joke about how you look like boy bands. So you kind of are like the Jonas brothers of software here. Cause you don't got the dark hair. You, you Steven could be one of the Jonas brothers. I think. So you're like the, 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 the faithful brothers and dad, and he's the, he's in the band actually, which is, is that more like, like back in the day, like the Brady Bunch or something? Well, no, that wasn't a band. That was the Partridge family back in the day. Sorry. I don't know, dude. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, listen, my friend. My brother's got the Bieber hair. He's got Biebs hair? He's got the, he's, he's, he's growing out the Bieber hair. He's, he's a blonde, blonde boy. No, he's a blonde? So how, your hair's like dark. He's your brother? Have, have you met uh, the, the mailman or anything here? Do we know him? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve, so we have some I'm talking to you. Oh, no, let me talk to your dad school. for a second. Steve. Have we have we done the proper? He's got blonde hair, man. I didn't see your dad. A little gray, but not blonde. Anyway, anyway, somebody over there is mad at me right now, and I'm I, at the end of the show. So if they listen this long, I'm making enemies at your dinner table. Hey, listen, man. Thanks for being on the show. Congrats uh, with Auto Ops, and uh, I know we'll be crossing paths here in the near future. So I look forward to seeing you soon, and uh, all the best with everything. And thanks for your time today. The tech shortage problem is not going to solve itself. That's why it will take organizations like APAC ATI to emerge with solutions that will bring relief for shop owners. APAC ATI is a nonprofit organization 
that helps veterans, the recovery community, formerly incarcerated persons, and those who need a second chance and a shot at their dream career as a skilled automotive technician. They offer no-cost training and a hand up for anyone willing to do the hard work it takes to learn to repair every vehicle the right way. APAC ATI, educating and empowering skilled labor and making a difference. Learn more about the program or sponsor a new student at APACATI.org. That's A-P-A-C-A-T-I.org.